Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a throwaway account and is titled My 31 Female Best Friend 32 Female is telling me that my boyfriend, 34 male, cheated with her. But he says that she's lying. How do I get to the truth? and then salvage whichever one of these relationships is worth saving. I've been best friends with Becca since 2010. We were college roommates and then after we graduated, we still lived together up until I moved in with my boyfriend, Nate, in 2019. One thing about Becca is that she has always had a drinking problem for as long as I've known her, and she's done stuff while drunk that has sometimes caused problems in our friendship. She does try to stay sober, but every few years something will happen to make her start drinking again, which is what happened earlier this summer. So last Saturday, Becca called me because she was drunk somewhere and needed a ride home. I couldn't go and pick her up because I had the flu and I was on cold medicine. So Nate went to get her instead. A couple of days after that, I started noticing that Nate was being weird with his phone. Normally, he leaves it out on the coffee table if we're watching TV or whatever, but he started putting it face down so I couldn't see what notifications he was getting. My first thought was that he was trying to plan a surprise and because of the timing, I thought that maybe Becca was helping him. Yesterday, I saw Becca and I told her that Nate was being sneaky all of a sudden and asked her if he had said anything about maybe proposing soon. She asked me if I looked through his phone and I said no. Becca started crying and told me that she and Nate hooked up in his car the night that he came to pick her up. Her excuse was that she was really drunk and didn't fully know what she was doing. She said she'd been texting him since telling him that he needed to tell me what happened or else she was going to. I asked Becca to show me the text but they were all in the app Signal which deletes messages after a day. All I could see was that she and Nate had a chat thread but nothing that they said. I told her to text Nate in front of me so I could see what he said and she did but we got no red receipt and so no response at all though it didn't prove anything. I asked Becca if she was sure she wasn't so drunk that she maybe imagined it or or thought a dream was real. She absolutely lost her shit on me and said that she knows that she's horrible when she drinks but that she's not fucking delusional and she doesn't make shit up. She said that I could believe her or not and it's my choice but she was telling me the truth said I needed to go home and talk to Nate. So when I got home, I confronted Nate with what Becker had said and he acted shocked and denied that anything like that had happened at all and said that he didn't know I should think so or say so. He said that he'd just given Becker a ride home and the only thing that happened was they talked about how he and I had been together for a long time and how we should get married already. He admitted they were talking on signal the next couple of days, but he said it was about exactly what I thought he was asking her about engagement rings and what kind of proposal I would want. Nate replied to Becca's message from before, 
asking her if she made up a story about them hooking up to not ruin the surprise about his proposal. And she takes him back that there was no proposal and to stop playing dumb. So then Nate called her pretending like I wasn't in the room and told her that she needed to stop whatever she was trying to do because we were on the verge of breaking up and he'd rather just have the surprise be ruined. But Becca just kept telling Nate to stop lying until he got angry and hung up on her. I really didn't know what to think and I still don't. Right now, Nate is really upset and not really talking to me much. He says it's bad enough that Becca acted insane and ruined his plan to propose, but it's even worse that I believed her lies, even a little, and would think that he would ever cheat on me. Becca texts me saying she was sorry, but otherwise, I haven't talked to her either. I don't want to think that Nate would cheat on me or that he'd take advantage of Becca if she was that drunk. But I feel like I can't be 100% sure because I've known Becca for 13 years. And I also just can't believe that she'd lie to me about something this important. And I know she does have a drinking problem, so I can believe that she'd sleep with my boyfriend if she was drunk out of her head. She's done some pretty awful things in the past when she's been drunk. I don't want to wrongly accuse Nate of something he didn't do, but I don't want to be an idiot. So there were some comments which OP gave some additional information. Someone says about Signal doesn't automatically delete messages unless you turn that feature on. OP says it's not the automatic default, but if Nate created the chat with Becca and set it for messages to disappear after 24 hours, then all of her messages with him will do that without input from her. Someone asks about what OP wants help with. And OP says, I think what I initially wanted was just a sounding board for who sounded more believable. And someone gave me the tip that you actually can recover messages from Signal. So when I have a chance later tonight, I'm going to try to do that to see if I can get some actual proof of what happened. But so far, I haven't talked to anyone else about this though. I really just don't want to spread around what did slash didn't happen to the rest of my friends or family without actually knowing for sure. Someone asks what Becca has done to Opie while drunk and Opie says that in the past when she's been drunk, Becca's blacked out and started fights with me or other people. She'll say really out of line insulting things. She's kicked out of our apartment because she didn't remember inviting them in. She's accused me of stealing clothes from her because I was wearing an outfit that looked something like she also owned. That kind of thing. She never hooked up with anyone that I was dating, but she's definitely hooked up with guys she knew I was interested in. Someone asks OP, who has the greater motivation to lie here, Nate or Becca? OP says Becca did have a big problem with Nate when we first got together, and she was really, really upset when I moved out of our apartment to move in with him. I could see her still being angry about it or still not liking him, but just not saying anything. From what Nate said, they weren't making plans on Saturday, but Becca brought up that it's been seven years and asked why we're not married yet. And then the day after, he asked her about rings. Someone says, what is her reason for not liking him? Opie says, so at the time, she was in one of her longest stretches of being sober, and she said that I was abandoning her for some guy when she needed my support the most. And then when I moved out, she tried to make it out like she wouldn't be able to stay sober without me living with her. And Nate basically had to step in and point out that she couldn't stay sober anyway, so stop guilting me. Someone says, it's possible she blames you for her current drinking and Nate saying he wants to propose triggered her anger for some reason. And Opie says, everything you say here makes sense to me. Becca has said stuff like this in the past, not specifically about Nate, but sometimes when she starts drinking again, she acts like it's unfair that I'm not getting dragged down with her or doing more to help her. 
I think on some level she might still think it's his fault that I moved out and don't keep a close eye on her as I did back when we lived together. I don't know if she'd really go as far as to lie about something like this just for that reason. I really hope she wouldn't, but I could completely believe that she feels like this. So to me in this, and you know, there's a possibility of being wrong because it's pretty, it could be open here, but it's pointed in the direction that Becca has resentment towards your relationship that she was really really upset that you moved out and tried guilting you about it said that you're abandoning her for some guy when she needed your support the most it's all saying this is resentment to me i mean it's totally unhinged behavior at the same time and you asked in the title which of these relationships is worth saving well it's either going to be your boyfriend or none of them because if what becca is saying is true which you know is unlikely she still slept with your boyfriend and, and basically and screwed you over. So why would you want to save that relationship anyway? But a couple of days later, OP does update the post and says, So on Thursday night, after I got everyone's advice, I told Nate that I had found out a way to recover deleted messages from Signal. He immediately took out his phone and opened the app and asked me to show him how to do it. I already thought that must mean he was telling me the truth because he didn't panic or hesitate at all. Which was good because when I tried to download Signal on my old phone, it turned out that it's too old to support the current version of the app, so it wouldn't work. Nate then asked me if we're going to have to go out and buy a new phone for me to believe that he was telling the truth. And he said that he was willing to do it if that's what it would take. I told Nate it wasn't that I didn't believe him. I just wanted to have some proof because I just couldn't understand why Becca would lie about it. Nate said that she would lie about it because she's a fucking crazy drunk bitch and there's literally no way for a non-crazy person to understand why she would do anything and once the messages proved that he didn't ever want me talking to her again. Then he said to get up because if we're going to go to the version store we had to get there before it closed. By then I completely believed Nate anyway. I told him we didn't have to go anywhere or get a new phone and I believed him and I knew he didn't cheat on me and that he would never do that. Nate said that he would hope I know that and that he didn't understand why I didn't take his word for it in the first place. I started trying to explain why I didn't want to just immediately dismiss what Becker had said happened, but Nate said that he really couldn't listen to that right now. I said that was fair and agreed that I would cut Becker off, but that first I wanted to try and get her to admit that nothing happened. Nate said fine, but to call her with my phone on speaker because he thought he also deserved to hear her admit that she was lying. I called Becca and I said that the same thing to her that I said to Nate, but I figured out how to recover deleted messages on Signal. She asked me why I would need to do that. That's when I knew for sure that she was definitely making it up and not just confused somehow. I said it was because I wanted to have proof of what she and Nate talked about. Becca asked me if I saw their messages, so I lied and said yes. After that, Becca just went silent until finally I asked her if she was going to say anything. Then she asked me, if that meant that we're engaged now. So then I really just lost it on her and screamed at her, asking her if she was fucking serious. What the fuck was wrong with her? And how could that possibly be all she had to say? Becca started screaming back, telling me to fucking calm down and how obviously I never believed her anyway because it's not like we broke up over it. I was crying by that point and because of that, I couldn't really say anything else. Then Nate told Becca to go fuck herself and never ever contact either one of us ever again and hung up on her a minute later becca sent me a completely unhinged text that i'm quoting here verbatim apart from changed names it said 
Courtney, you're supposed to be my friend for life. You're supposed to be there for me. You're supposed to be my person. But then you meet Nate and now you only care about Nate. Everything is about Nate. Tell me why Nate comes to pick me up when I called you. I called you, not your precious fucking Nate. I only wanted you to see how fucked up this is, but do you? No. Of course you don't. Of course you choose Nate over me like you always do and like you always will. You pretend to care about me, but I can see you don't care. It is pathetic, Courtney. You're a pathetic woman who would choose a man over a friend. But since you can't say it yourself, I will. Since you have to have your sweet, perfect little baby Nate do it for you, I will. Goodbye, Courtney. Is that what you want? Goodbye forever? I hope you fucking got what you fucking want. Opie continues to say, There were the three dots after that showing she was still typing more, but I blocked her before she sent it. I don't care about anything else she has to say. I'm sure it's just going to be more bullshit about why this is my fault or justifications about what she did wasn't that bad and I should forgive her. I know Nate is probably right and there's no non-crazy logic behind why Becca would stoop to doing something like this. But obviously, I've still been thinking about it and my best guess is that whoever said that Becca still blames me and Nate, apparently mostly Nate, for her being a drunk mess who can't get her life together is right. It seems like she somehow thought that if she said she hooked up with Nate, I'd break up with him and still want to be friends with her, then everything would be magically fixed. As far as stuff with Nate, I asked him if he thought he could ever forgive me for doubting him and he said that since I came to my senses and I cut Becca off, he guesses we can try to put it behind us. I don't think he's still going to propose anytime soon. After this, I probably wouldn't if I was him. And from what Nate said, he didn't actually do any planning yet other than asking Becca about rings and if I think a public proposal was tacky or not. All he was doing so far was trying to get ideas without me knowing he was talking to her about it. So just based on that, I think probably it's not going to happen for a while if it still does at all. Also, thanks to everyone for the advice and support. I know I didn't respond to many comments, but I really did appreciate everyone who cared enough to want to help. Then one more comment which Opie left below that and says, I'm sure she won't just go away. I'm already expecting her to try and get our other friends to get in the middle of everything as soon as she figures out she's actually blocked. I'm not just ignoring her. I hope she won't try to do anything else, but I guess at this point, I really can't know with her. I'm hoping things are okay with Nate. I think in a while, they will be. I always think when the other person is going to go and speak to your your mutual friends, is it a good idea to give them a warning beforehand? Because I, I'd be worried that Becca is going to go out there and make up lies about you, about what happened. You know, we've seen it many, many times in the past. But again, doing so could escalate the situation further. And she's already shown like crazy behavior. And do you want to really escalate that at the same time? Damn, I don't know. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. What would you do in it? Let us know your thoughts and let's move on to another story. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And our next story comes from Status Negotiation 35 from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit. Does come with an update as well. And it's titled, Am I the Arsehole for Refusing to Spend Time with My Stepsister? Backstory, I'm 15 female. My parents divorced a year ago because my father cheated. He married the affair girlfriend, like, instantly. I think he's a complete jerk and told the judge I wanted to live with my mum. So, I do. But they said I had to go to my father's every other weekend. I don't want to see him, so I refused to go at first. But it was stressing my mum out with court stuff. I agreed to go as long as his wife is totally hands-off and I can stay in my room and not be bothered except for one family activity of their choice. So, that's where we are. Every other weekend, my dad picks me up. Talks at me in the car because I won't talk to him. We go to family therapy where everyone but me talks. I stay in my room until sometime Saturday when I can go out with them to do something fun and then mostly stay in my room until my mum picks me up on Sunday. I have plenty of stuff to keep me busy, so I'm fine, but everyone else, not so much. A fair wife has kids, while female and nine male. I would go to their dads on my weekend, so I never saw them, but the schedule changed, so now they're here when I am. Nine male is fine. He asks to borrow a video game now and then, but he's like polite about it and gives them back so sure. 12 female won't leave me the fuck alone. Anytime I don't literally have my door locked, she's barging in, trying to talk to me or wanting to do something. I tried to tell her to leave me alone in a nice way, but last time I just up and told her I never want to talk to her. I'm going to ignore her from now on. She cried about it. The fair wife got mad. My father said she's having a hard time with a divorce too. I shouldn't take it out on her. I told him he could stop forcing me to visit then and problem solved. Everyone is mad. My mum says she gets it, but 12 female probably is just looking for someone not her parents to talk to. I just don't see why it has to be me. And we have a comment from Maleficent Mistake 50 who says, I feel like the you're the asshole votes are missing the point. Opie doesn't want a relationship at all with the stepsibs and I believe that's a fair boundary. Her whole life has been upended and she mentions that she tried to be polite with a 12 female to leave her alone, but 12 female, most likely blessing of stepmom, continued to ignore her request. Also, there is no real timeline given by OP, which makes me think this all happened so fast that OP hasn't been able to process it without adult interference. OP stated that she would have preferred to stay with mum full time, but is being forced to spend time with dad. The court system in OP state really doesn't give a fuck about her mental health. And she let her bio dad and stepmom know what her boundaries were and she kept to them. And now because 12 female is around more often, she's being tasked against her free will to cater to her feelings of another child while ignoring her own. Man, that's a lot for OP. OP is not the asshole, but OP, I do suggest individual therapy for yourself. 
It might help you down the road when the courts revisit the custody agreement and they might rule in your favor this time. Opie responded to that and says, they already tried to make me do one-on-one -on -one therapy and it just made me madder because the counselor person wouldn't accept that having a relationship with my father was not going to happen. The whole goal was getting me to talk to him. Not going to happen. Black says, not the asshole, your life has been uprooted without your consent. Of course you're angry and having a hard time adjusting. Just try to remember that a fair wife's kids didn't have any say in what happened either. Just as you didn't have a say in the situation. Try to remember they're probably also having a difficult time adjusting and can be your allies in tough times. I wonder if you'd be willing to try and carve out some hangout time with a 12-year-old so that she has a designated time to talk your ear off. You can be like, okay, I need some quiet me time after this. I'll do X with you if you agree to honor my alone time. Good luck, girl. Opie says I don't want to spend time with either of the kids. I'm okay with lending a game or two to Nine Male because then he goes and does his own thing. 12 female is just annoying. It's bad enough that I have to be around her for family fun time. Anything beyond that, I'm going back to refusing to visit and the court people will just have to deal with it. Story's just incredibly sad. A 15 having to deal with shit like this. I can't imagine it. I'm trying to cast myself back to when I was 15. I'm just trying to wonder how you would cope with something like that. I know it's pretty much forced upon OP, which is just the incredibly sad thing, you know. From what I'm reading here, and if I'm getting it right, that OP's forced on these visitations. They don't get a choice for themselves, I guess, until they're until they're a bit older. I don't know how the court systems work, especially in other countries. And whilst I can understand that OP doesn't want anything to do with any of them, I still do feel sorry for that 12 female as well. She sounds like she's in a very, very similar position and just reaching out. I'm not saying that Opie has to accommodate that, but, you know, I still do feel sorry for that 12 female as well. And 9 male as well. Just basically all the kids in this story. It's just fucking awful. But Opie comes back in after the comments and says, Okay, after reading everything and thinking about it for a few days, here's what I'm going to do. A lot of people suggested letting them have it in therapy. So tomorrow, I'm turning into an unskippable cutscene in therapy. They want me to talk, so I've got a whole filibuster planned if I need it, and, and no one else is getting the word in edgeways. My father will be addressed as cheater and a fair wife as adulteress from now on. If that doesn't get me dropped off back at my mum's, when the other two kids get to the house, they're going to be told everything about the cheating. I'm rewriting the lyrics, a really catchy song, to be about my cheating father so I can sing it at him and get it stuck in his head if needed. Guess we'll see if that works better than ignoring them. Next one says, it's been an intense weekend, y'all. I dropped all the nukes in therapy. My father nearly got kicked out of the session. He was big mad, but he wouldn't let me go home. As soon as the kids got to the house, I caught 12 female and apologized for snapping at her and told her I'd just been on edge a lot since her mum and my dad cheated and that's why everyone broke up. She didn't know. She started crying and yelled at her mum and all hell broke loose. Leaving out the rest for reasons, but my mum came to get me. Cops got involved and it turns out a fair wife said she would divorce my father if he brought me back to the house anyway. But at least for right now, I can stay at my mum's. I guess what happens next depends on what the court says. But I had to go talk to some people yesterday about what happened. Plus, I was able to record some of it. So, I don't know. I hope it's enough for me to be free. When OP said in that one, I'm turning into an unskippable cutscene in therapy, I thought, oh shit. But again, whatever comes out of this in the end, I hope all the children in this story find some peace. Like I said, 
at their ages i can't imagine having your life upended and i know it happens frequently but it still doesn't make it any less sadder oh dear what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below now a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your love your support your time always means the absolute world to me so thank you so much for being involved truly you're absolutely incredible and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care and much love ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 